0: You already know that Illegal Pete's makes delicious, mission-style Mexican food.
1: But did you know that Illegal Pete's uses its marketing funds to support Colorado creative talent that we love?
2: We support the Denver Diatribe Podcast, the Grolix Comedy Showcase, Rocky Mountain Roller Girls, the
0: Yellow Designs BMX Stunt Team, Apex Movement Parkour Team, the Underground Music Showcase, and more.
1: We even have our own record label, The Greater Than Collective, with albums by The Epilogues, Snake, Rattle, Rattle, Snake, Esme Patterson, Ian Cook, and comedian Ben Roy. And a starving artist program that feeds out-of-town bands traveling in Colorado for free.
0: Illegal Pete's. We're more than just a restaurant.
1: So, let us put our food...
0: And music...
1: And comedy...
0: And sports...
1: Inside you. please. Please. Hey Denver, it's Ron. I wanted to jump in real quick and let you know next week on Thursday, April 18th, we will be hosting the narrator storytelling series at the Deer Pile above City O'City. The theme of the evening, Colfax Avenue. Show starts at 8 p.m. It's completely free. There'll be cheap beer, true stories related to the wickedest street in America. Hope to see you there. All right. On to the podcast. Denver Denver I'm run Denver 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 I'm run Denver 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 I'm run Denver 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 I'm Denver 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 I'm Denver Denver Denver
0: Hello and welcome to the Denver Diet Tribe a weekly podcast of news culture and stuff as it pertains to Denver Colorado the most snowbound city between Juneau and Miami. I'm Josh Johnson. Joining me today at my house in Cole, our co-hosts Vanessa Martinez and Ron Doyle. Good morning.
2: Howdy.
1: Hi there.
0: So today we're going to talk a little bit about the 411 of Denver, some newsy bits, things that have been happening in the news, including some um, best of rankings that Denver has placed nationally, as well as Coy Mathis who you will recall is the um, self-identified girl, first grader with male genitalia in Southern Colorado, who's raising the national debate on gender identification in schools. Uh, Mayor Hancock wants to ignore Amendment 64, essentially, as well as the DU mascot, Debacle. Debacle? Debacle. But- debacle
2: I like debacle. tomato
0: tomato <laughs> there was a team name I, I like
1: i like debacle
0: at yeah. quiz last night uh, there was you say tomato snoop says Tomizo. it's pretty that good. was a, a category that was a team name oh but I love uh
2: these team names the team names for geeks are so fun
0: they are they really are that's kind of one of the appeals of geeks who drink but before we jump into newsy bits i thought maybe we should pull back the curtain a little bit um and talk about newsy bits because maybe some of the listeners have noticed that in the last few weeks we've been experimenting with our format here at Denver Diatribe.
1: Yeah, the 13 or 14 of you that listen to this podcast have have possibly noticed that we've been doing things a lot differently. Uh, We've been experimenting with things. We're having a bit of an existential crisis, if you will. Mostly we're we're bored with the format. We want to try something new and see how you folks reacted. One of the things we did was uh, in the last couple of episodes we've done away with newsy bits. So I, I guess... For those that don't know, Newsy Bits is where, at the beginning of the podcast, where we would share uh, headlines, just little short headlines from right. downtown,
0: And then comment on them.
2: Except they, they weren't so short sometimes.
0: No. Like when I was doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then also. And it has
1: 17 Newsy Bits. We're going to do 17 Newsy Bits. It's going to be real quick. It'll be fine. It'll right. be fine. And then 40 minutes later.
0: But more than more than reading just the headlines, we're, we're also commenting, and sometimes in our comments we were wrong.
1: Yeah, that was the other concern is, you know, we, we do this uh, for free. We're, nobody's paying us to do this. We do have Legal Pizza as a sponsor, but we're not actually taking a paycheck for, for any of this, and we have our own lives and our own jobs and things that we do to keep us busy. Mm-hmm. And in that process of hustling to get a whole bunch of stories together for a weekly ep- episode, uh, we were, you know, missing the mark and getting things wrong sometimes. So mo- mostly me and Josh. That's true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's also a problem of, of the media, like conflicting reports, right? So we don't have the whole story. We will fill things. Not always. No, of course not. But we'll fill things in. We'll fill in holes that, you know, with with supposition. Well, it could be this or it could be that. And, that, yeah. you know, that, that's that's fine until you're talking about something really serious. <laughs>
0: but isn't this just sort of typical of of our the internet-based news information age?
1: I think it I think it's the problem that we are slow media. We we do this one time, it goes out and then it exists in perpetuity whereas somebody on Twitter can quickly post out another tweet or somebody on a blog can post an update. They can do this iterative journalism where they go and change what they've just said. And, oh no, no, that's not what I meant. Right. We can't do that. We're stuck. We've got this MP3 file that's forever showing our mistakes yeah so
0: we've had newsy bits that <clears throat> by the end of the day have become irrelevant so then why are we doing essentially a show of newsy bits
1: so well but here okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, we talked about this that maybe there's a chance number one there's a lot of stuff that's been going on there are a couple bunch of headlines that we wanted to cover but also there's a chance that there are folks out there that do enjoy the newsy bits and we wanted to give that to you so uh, maybe this is something we just do once in a while, where we just do a whole bunch of newsy bits. Or maybe it's something that, uh, you know, this is the last one. Maybe this is the last maybe one. It is. Should we kill it?
2: I, I mean, I personally, from a production standpoint, you know how I feel. I, I do want to kill them. However, I think that, uh, you know, some really strong opinions from listeners will p- perhaps influence what we do. Perhaps. So if <laughs> yeah. you're listening and you feel strongly one way or the other, let us know.
0: All right. I also think when we do the newsy bits that we often often go for the the fun topics to discuss, but in that means we will overlook more serious things. It depends so it who's kind of hosting. Like, it what? It, it de- does who's depend. Hosting. Who's hosting? Jared and I tend
2: to get wonkier. We go yeah, with right. the more serious stuff. You guys, right. especially the two of you, pick out the more fun stuff most of the time. So it's like it's it's really the host is is very it's very host dependent.
0: But we can never say that you're getting a fair overview of. Of news. Uh, yeah, we can't call it the 411 on Denver because we're, there's topics that in this show that we're not going to bring up that are going on in Denver very that, relevant. That, that are very relevant. And our non-inclusion no, doesn't mean no, that they're not that that
1: relevant. This, this podcast is going to cover absolutely everything you need yeah. to know about Denver <laughs> in April 2013. I am sorry. That is not true. This is all you need to know. You can shut off your television, put away your newspaper, unplug your computer. You're going to be fine Yeah, if you just pay attention I, to us yeah. right now.
0: All right, so we're going to talk about actual newsy bits here in a second. But listeners, if you ever want to share your thoughts on any of this stuff, newsy bits, or otherwise, please leave a comment on DenverDietTribe.com, like us on Facebook, or drop a line at 720-282-YELL. All right, so let's talk about some actual news. Um, I just remembered one that that I didn't have on the list that I shared with you guys. This Denver cop, he um, resigned on April 5th, to avoid um, getting in trouble, what do you call that, disciplinary actions for having sex in his cop car.
1: Oh, snap. Yeah. With, With a perp?
0: They, you know, they didn't say, like, none of the news bits actually said, like, if it was his wife or Or if he was was picking picking up hookers.
1: It's hard times for the Denver police, you know, because, I mean, there's the Alex Lando thing going on. They've gotten off the hook there. But otherwise, you look at what, have you noticed cop cars lately? They are trashed. They've got, like, paint peeling. They look really awful. I, I don't, I'm never sure if it's a cop or not. So if I saw somebody having sex in a cop car, I wouldn't even think it was a cop. Yeah. I wouldn't even notice.
0: Yeah, maybe the cops can rent it out. (laughs) they don't get paid that much really yeah and it's perfect like like cop fetishes
1: well and not not just that it's perfect because the back seat is plastic you just hose that thing out when you're done it is the ideal place
0: for what kind of sex do you have ron that you have to hose things off when you're done (laughs) (laughs) it's like a guark show or something what shouldn't
2: you be doing that i mean come on it's sex
0: rinsing off wherever you had sex you're uh, going to hose down. Like if I had sex down, in my car, you no, would suggest yeah. I need to then hose down Well, if Well, if it's car. a
1: heavy rotation location, if you've oh, got a lot true. of people coming through, it's going to yeah, be necessary. that
0: is. So um, Denver just recently made some best of national ranking lists. We all know what these lists are. It seems like there's more and more of them every day. And I don't know why I'm fascinated with them. Everybody's fascinated with them.
2: That's why there's more and more every day.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, is, when, when are we going to get over it already? Over it. Never. But I went through, and there's actually one or two that I, I recalled seeing but couldn't find. So there's even more than this. But here's what we have. Denver ranks number two for safest feeling city.
2: According to?
0: Biz Journals. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. It was a poll. It was a poll of citizens in major cities in the U.S. and whether or not they felt safe, felt safe, feel safe. Not. This isn't related to any safe. crime index or anything. Whether or not they feel safe walking. So we were number two tied with Raleigh, North Carolina and came second to Minneapolis, St. Paul I, for feeling safe. So it could mean that maybe we are safer or it could mean maybe we're really naive.
2: That's, that's my thought is yeah. that we, are, uh, there, we have too many naive people in the city. Right. I'm, not that Denver isn't a safe. I don't, I don't want to be scary to people who are thinking about moving here. Or don't live here and think like it's not. No. that it, I feel afraid. But it, but you should always have a sense of of people around. I mean, come awareness. on. awareness. Yes. Yeah. If, you and feel if you're too walking safe. around feeling too safe, then you're target. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Or you're in Boulder. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know. I don't feel safe in Boulder. Actually, I feel less safe in Boulder because I know groups people. of white boys <laughs> scare the hell out of me. Yeah.
2: Like trail tra- rape. Trail That's a term. assault. Trail assault. <laughs> trail rape. <laughs> 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 there's,
0: it's like so. There's date rape everywhere else, <laughs> but in Boulder, a there's rape. a very unique <laughs> occurrence: trail rape. Yeah, what, so, what other
1: lists are we on here? Um, I'm not feeling very safe well. This, about that this list.
0: one, this, this one, I, I particularly do love. So, in the bracket nut nutsness of March, yes, REI put out a bracket of, yes. of cities. For um, best cycling. cycling, and it was town. actually a voted thing. It was it was based on Facebook poll, which essentially means that Denver can rally people on social media. We, we spend more than, far
1: more time on Facebook,
0: right? More than Portland. More than we Portland. were in the finals with. Yes. Still, Denver versus Portland as best cycling cities, I do think that there's validity to that. I think that those are probably the two most competitive in that category of best cycling city. So we can make fun of how the polling was done. I actually but. I actually
1: think that uh Minneapolis St. Paul deserves a nod. They are a great cycling town and we, we beat almost beat them in the final four. We beat them in the final four and almost didn't. It was actually really close. Yeah. Whereas Portland, it was a fucking landslide, we just destroyed that town which yeah. makes me feel so good. I was so, yeah. I've never been so happy about something that doesn't matter. And, and you know, the funny part is, is if you look at the comments, if you actually go through the comments of people that are voting, they're like, I'm voting for Denver, but the truth is it's not true.
2: Really? Here's, so here's something that I was I, – because I've cycled in Portland before at a conference, and I felt much safer than cycling in Denver. It's been a while. but And, I—I you know, I haven't lived in Denver in a few years coming back, but still I, I really have to say – also have cycled in Minneapolis, felt a lot safer than cycling in Denver.
1: It's really the drivers. It's not that we have, we have the sunshine, we have the nice weather, we have all the great bike, path, bike paths, and we have the bike lanes, but what we don't have is a driver culture that is aware of cyclists. Mm-hmm. They are oblivious to cyclists, and that makes it kind of dangerous. So, what so are, um, are there more lists? Give us one more. Give me, give yeah. me more. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So we were ranked number 10th for top partying cities. I stumble, upon. stumble upon content related to drinking and partying hmm. so so if you're from this city and you're posting content to stumble upon related to drinking and partying that's how they're ranking your city as most because gotcha.
2: i was going to say first of all what 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 constitutes a city if boulder and denver are in the same are, are even in the same pool? well what's
0: funny is is that boulder is it. is the smallest of these for sure like number one boston two philadelphia three chicago and they're all big cities
2: where's new york New York's Please. fifth. Okay, I don't, I don't. I'm I'm done with this poll.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's ninth. Boo! Stumble and upon. I, I, nobody uses you. Go away. This is bullshit. So, but then they have they have a, a based on this method that Stumble Upon uses for this. The next category is top healthiest cities. Nowhere in Colorado is ranked. Nowhere in Colorado. And number one is Miami.
1: Because we don't talk about it, we're doing it. <laughs> like, number one is Miami for healthiest city. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking joking? <laughs> no. Well, number two. Uh, is so basically, there are a bunch of people in Miami going, "I need to go on a diet. Right. I gotta
2: do this. Right. Yeah,
1: I, judging... maybe I should go running today."
0: It's
2: a South Beach, South Beach diet. I bet. Is That's it? That's what's getting Miami to number. Because if they're using it by mentions, guaranteed.
0: My That's mom, when Beach I was a diet. kid, used to base my health on on how well tanned I was. So if I didn't have a good tan, she'd say I, I looked sick, and that I needed to get some time in the sun. You look salad. So maybe you that's some it. Sun time. Oh, because that's... it's top three are Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and San Diego. Oh so my God. probably it's a tanning. Jesus, thing. It's my Jesus, gift. healthiest.
1: Well, well, is health also include teeth whitening and tanning tips? Yeah, yeah.
0: beautiful. We are going to talk about some more broader, serious topics here in a second, but. First, this week's episode is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. For the second year in a row, Illegal Pete's will be running a Smother Autism campaign as part of Autism Awareness Month in April. Among other things, the restaurant will be donating a dollar to the Joshua School Program in Denver and Boulder every time a customer smothers their burrito. Um, So yeah, moving on. Coy Mathis, six-year-old girl who lives outside of Colorado Springs and and goes to the Fountain...
2: Fountain School District.
0: Fountain School District, Right. Um, and she has male genitalia, but has consistently throughout her life, like had panic attacks when she's identified as a boy and has grown her hair long. I mean, there's lots of, you know, pink dresses and things like that, but, but so her parents have taken her to a doctor and, and determined that this isn't an interest in long hair and pink dresses, that it's runs much deeper, that she's gender misidentified And so requested that the school district, in pronouns and bathroom uses and all other ways, identify her as a female. Well, the parents were forced to pull her from school when they would no longer let her use the girl's bathroom, instead offering a gender-neutral bathroom. And as far as we can tell, I looked on Denver Post this morning and searched, and that's where it stands right now.
2: This is definitely an issue that's going, to be coming, that's going to become more and more common. And my thoughts on this, of course, are I don't have kids. So I don't really feel like, I mean, it, I, I think I would struggle if I had kids in school. So I'm interested to hear what Ron says. Right now, I think, why, why, aren't, why aren't bathrooms all gender neutral? But that, doesn't, that seems like there could be some danger in that too. So I don't know.
1: So Europe has both sex bathrooms, very common, not a big deal i I don't understand why the United States insists on having split bathrooms. It doesn't make any sense, but within the context of the rules, I think the school district did the right thing. They gave a gender neutral bathroom they offered a compromise and I think that's good when I was a high school teacher, we did that we we you know we had we had kids that were um transgender identifying and we took you know we took the sign off the men's faculty bathroom and made it a that was the Whatever you are, here's your bathroom. Bathroom.
0: But doesn't that single out kids? Doesn't it create a distinction? I mean, your kids just want to feel like they fit in. And then if they have to use a special bathroom.
1: No, You, we had this. I mean, the particular situation I'm talking about, we had a kid that was holding it for the whole day. Oh. Because they were not comfortable going into the bathroom. This was, this was a, uh, a student who was uh, biologically female, identifying male. And uh, preferred women. So going to the bathroom was a problem. Right. So, so they were holding it. So we had to find some sort of solution. And, and I, I think offering up a bathroom, yeah, they don't want to be singled out. But they're, they're going to be singled out if they go into that bathroom and, and there's something being seen. Um, right. So I, I don't know. I mean, is it, is it just that we're obsessed with the urinal and men have to have their urinals? We can't put everybody in a stall. Why is it that we have to do this? Why is it a big deal? I this, this is this is my this is where the problem comes up for me is why is that space
0: so divided? I, I think we just as a society have trouble handling sexuality in yeah, general. Our,
2: our puritanism.
0: Yeah, it is.
2: And and uh I mean we don't even adults have fits about this. I you know, I will use if if there are lines for bathrooms in a public area, I will go into a men's bathroom no problem. I don't care what fucking signs on the door. But I mean, Well, I mean, if it's an individual bathroom, I'm not talking about going into a bathroom, a multi-stall urinal with men. I, I, I haven't gone that far. Although I imagine if I had to go bad enough, I probably would. But because there's always a stall, right, in the men's bathroom, you can close the door, usually.
0: Usually. So It's nasty, though. There's pee all over the seat. Well,
2: I am glad I haven't done it. I probably won't do it. But yeah. anyway, I, I've, but I've gotten dirty looks or like giggles from people you know like oh you weren't supposed to be in there oh you're so you know you're such a rebel going it's like are you fucking like really is it that big of a deal but it is for people they they go crazy about it it is it's the I, and i believe it is the pure or puritanical prudishness
0: right but i mean it's it's also sort of signaling a trend nationally where where gender misidentification is um, identified a lot earlier. Than.
1: It's it's being identified a lot earlier. It's becoming. It's not. It's not that it's becoming more common. I don't think that's actually what's no, happening. Right. I think it's just being noticed right. and being acknowledged. Whereas before, this this kid would have been forced into jeans uh, and put outside and treated like a boy right. uh, for their entire life until they were an adult and then they would have to deal with it later. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really tricky. I, the bathroom thing bothers me, but putting that entirely aside, we do have the larger issue of, of we have transgender folks in our, in our society and they're, they are not acknowledged by the way our society is set up. Right, uh, They are marginalized just by the, the infrastructure of our society yeah and that's that's weird uh, that, that we want to we're making progress in other places like uh, civil unions and gay marriage and it this is just sort of a signpost of how far we have left to go to to really getting to a point where this sort of equality is happening all over across the board do you think if this would be a bigger deal uh if uh do you think this is a big deal because it's coming out of near colorado springs uh, that it would be less of an issue if it were happening in denver that it, we even would have made the news if if this happened uh, in say denver public schools
2: that's an interesting question i thought about that too because we like to especially in our media we love to use colorado springs as the as the conservative foil to everything else in colorado mm-hmm. um i don't i mean i think in this particular case it had a lot to do with the parents coming to the media so i don't know um i think i think it's more of of who's pushing the, the issue and who's, who's actually trying to get the, you know, making uh, PR efforts to, to make it known. And I think in this case that a lot of that was happening. It sounded like it anyway. Yeah. So because the school district certainly didn't want to talk about it at first. They didn't even make a statement for a while. So I think, but, but, you know, the other thing here, you, I mean, it's not just, you talk about sexuality in the bathroom and it's like, we also don't like to talk about pee and poop. Some people don't. Some of us do and some, but a lot of us don't. Some of
0: us love talking. About
2: I it. I personally, yes, but there are some, there's also a lot of prudishness around that. Like, Seriously. Oh, we, we don't go to the bathroom, especially ladies. You know, it's like really, but i mean, people don't want to talk about going to the bathroom. It's like, no, we don't. Nobody farts.
0: Yeah. I was told in third grade that girls poop looked like rabbit poop, Sometimes like little it does. pellets. No, but like a pile of rabbit pellets, a, like a actually, pile. Yeah, like it was a totally <laughs> different thing than boys poop. But of course, it's like bunny poo, you would think, right? Like that's what the third grade male mind would come up with. Girl poo looks like like bunny poo. <laughs> Um if you're if if listeners are really interested in reading a, a, more about this about transgender um issues with children the New Yorker last month did a fantastic story that kind of raises some really interesting questions and and parents in the interest of of supporting their kids when when they notice that there is some sort of a gender confusion are are quick to identify um their kids as transgender when maybe they're just experiment. they're just experimenting you know so it's it goes on and even they what they do now is they they'll start um pre-puberty they start um hormone treatments that suppress puberty until they're 18 and can make a decision which for women leads to sterilization so
2: also for uh a great story closer to home uh 5280 max potter wrote a story about a, a young girl dealing with transgender issues check it out on 5280's website because it was a really it's a very powerful story and this was a few you know a few years ago right. So
0: and and with the new yorker it was it was right before this story broke so what the coy the wasn't included in the story but they talked to other parents and and a lot of the parents find what their problem with schools is that the schools are quick to pressure the child into picking pick one yeah. Pick one you are you know? left-handed so or right-handed they're, they're are you a boy or girl decide to school Monday through Wednesday as a girl and then Thursday and Friday as a boy, based on what they're feeling at the time, that's not tolerated. And it's like they have to be – they have to make a social transition to one of the genders for the school to accept them.
2: We've got so much uh, civil rights activity going on with civil unions. I'm hoping that maybe some of that will extend to um, looking at seeing gender as spectrum Right now we're focusing yeah, exactly. on legislation and not really social social issues within, within the civil rights sure. context. But uh, this certainly can and should be one of them. There are so many. I don't know when it will come around to actually dealing with this particular one, kids and which bathrooms they use. But still, it, that's really what the issue is here.
0: Okay, so uh, moving on on Monday um, – Mayor Michael Hancock finally came out and made a statement about the Amendment 64 pot legalization and, and made recommendations for how the city of Denver should handle it. His recommendations are obviously very anti-pot. I mean, he's been a, anti, a vocal critic of against legalization through the, this whole effort. But now he specifically advised city council to ban what he calls marijuana clubs in the city as well as create a two-year moratorium on new pot business Licenses. His concern is um, he frames it as a concern as a parent and as a grandparent and how he thinks pot can erode communities and destroy the lives of of children. And he cites his own personal experience in his family with substance abuse and, and distinguishes pot as, you know, a gateway drug. To me personally, his these recommendations seem a little far reaching when we've had citizens vote to ask for there, there was something
1: else about public smoking as well right
0: yeah well that's what he means with the uh, marijuana clubs okay so it's marijuana clubs and as well as con- public consumption so i mean basically you can't sit on the mall and smoke a joint but any sort of public space which would be a club or bar or something like that you can't shouldn't be able to smoke pot in. so only in your home um, see i'm i'm
1: actually uh i'm gonna be the on this on his side Oh, I'm no. gonna. Ha- I know. I know. The moratorium on retail sales is wise, not because <clears throat> I think it's morally wrong or that I think they should not exist. I want them to exist, right? But because I don't think the state has its shit together yet and knows how they're going to handle it. And that's 100 percent true. And I and uh, I think uh, they went. They let medical marijuana get too free and too loose, and it. If you look at medical marijuana and you, you think about it seriously, we look like dumbasses that we let it get so rowdy and wild. And we didn't even – we haven't – for the last two or three years, we haven't even been pretending that it's a legitimate thing for medical purposes. I mean, you look at the names of the businesses and the way they're presented, and you know this is just a ruse. This is a front for the legalization of marijuana. Now that it's legal – I think people need to take a more serious look at it and say, okay, how do we really want to do this and take some time, not rush into it. So, so for that reason, I think the moratorium is good. Also, there, I think you can get weed. I don't think there's a supply issue in
0: town. There isn't, but, you know, Absolutely, it's not. Amendment <laughs> 60, 64 extends beyond medical marijuana. Like, I have to go get my name on a list and pretend that I have glaucoma in order to access something that the citizens of Colorado voted to say should be available.
2: Right, so you have to lie if you want it.
0: You have to lie. I mean, it really... I mean, that's... I, I, the whole the whole slippery slope aspect of, of pot, um, for me, I remember when I first smoked pot, I was like, holy shit, I've been lied to. Like, this is not ruining my life. This is not making me crazy. This is not going to necessarily lead to lifelong substance abuse. And so then you're like wonder, well, what else was I lied to about? You know, when I would suggest that you weren't lied to about cocaine and heroin, for instance. You know, so that's, I think, in part, the stigmatization of being a pot user is part of what makes it a slippery slope problem. So I think the quicker that we as a society can see that People that consume pot aren't criminals, and that your kids aren't going to become criminals because there is people smoking pot in an adults-only club, you know, three doors down from their their school. <laughs> that the the this what he's concerned about will be a lot, a lot less likely.
2: I I think I see both sides here, and I am not really ready to take a position one way or the other. Because then I'm going to get fickle, fickle wenched.
0: Fickle wenched. But
2: my, my, I mean, my own personal, uh, you know, response would generally be no. Absolutely, this is ridiculous, uh, Mayor Hancock. You're using, you know, you're, you're using your personal experience. Uh, Against the people's will, or against people the 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 will of the people, sure, um, too heavily, and and that could certainly be the case. But this is his opinion, and these are his recommendations. What really is going to happen is the council is going to have to follow them up, and
0: that's true. So
2: I think that that's where we're going to see some interesting. If you you know if 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 you ever wanted to to get to know your. City council uh, district representative now would be a good time to start paying attention to the council and what's going on through this debate, because I think a lot of these a lot of other issues, a lot of other personal experiences, a lot of other politics are going to come out in this debate and you're going to actually get to see something from your representatives that we probably haven't seen before because we're usually dealing with, you know, boring zoning issues or things like that. Yeah. Um, so I think that for me is one of the most interesting things about this debate is it's uh, on the local level. As far as, as I, I agree with Ron, you can't go, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of neighborhood you're in. They are everywhere. You can be in an upscale are... neighborhood. You can be on, you know, uh, in South federal in, right. in a really like very rundown area. And, and some places they're a little bit more subtle. But I think we do have plenty, and one of the things that maybe we need to do is instead of putting a moratorium on retail sales is allowing those retail sales to go through the medical dispensaries that already exist somehow
0: that's an idea. I guess well, what mostly just annoys me about about um, Hancock's statement is how it seems entirely derived from from like Emotion, it, it does. You know, it, it, like, if he came out with studies that show you, you know, any anything beyond what he senses, you know, and, and a lot of his arguments are old, old, antiquated arguments of, you know, reefer madness. Our society is beyond that. And I think if he's going to make a valid argument, particularly for a two-year moratorium, which I'm not necessarily against, you know, if it needs more for the time right for a greater study, I think he needs to come up with a more rational argument than... You know the kids, the kids, and because it just smacks of paranoia to me.
1: I completely agree that the way Mayor Hancock presented it was completely wrong. <clears throat> it didn't sound like he had any sort of logical basis for no. what he was saying. He he recommended, but uh, but the the outcomes, what he actually recommended, I do kind of agree with. You know the the public smoking thing. I I thought I thought it was addressing smoking outside, which I I. Don't think you should do. I think it should be treated like alcohol. It yeah. shouldn't be something you do outside. Right. You, no open container. Right. Right. No, and then no your kids will never no, have to know. No lit joint. You know. It's it's and that that should be sufficient. Sure. In the public places, if you're going, if you're having the pot club, I think pot club is fine. But having it in a bar would be like having smoking in a bar. I think yeah, there should be a separately ventilated system or 100%. something like that if you're going to do that. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm totally opposed. I'm. I was happy. I voted for legalization, and I'm glad it's here, and I'm glad we're having to go through this process. Yeah. But, but the things he's proposing, I I think are pretty wise. <clears throat> yeah. I think one of the reasons why they are also switching, why he wants to call a moratorium on all uh, licenses, yeah. is because the minute it legalized, you had medical marijuana shops trying to apply for retail license right. licenses. So it was very clear. Oh, these guys were not in it for medical reasons they were just holding out
0: the other you know this is like not to sound like a free market guy but there are currently 207 uh dispensaries operating in the city which are more than the number of liquor stores and that just seems like a flooded market so it's i mean they're going to shut down on their own they are well they've already driven
2: down the price of pots so tremendously that it's it's you know there's a lot to deal with that what we have to also consider when we're talking about hancock is his You know, like you said, it's an emotional response, but his personal experience when you're talking about legalization of marijuana or even the sight of it and the sale of it in community, low income communities, communities of color, you're already dealing with so many issues that, you know, you look at what you're trying to prevent our kids seeing this as a way of life, which. Legal or not, you know that 's an issue it 's like yeah. do you want kids to continue to aspire to simply uh, and, and it 's not simply i don 't want to diminish marijuana as a business and as a market reality. I think that's, those are really positive things. But we have yet to create that and build that image, so while that is in transition and in flux there 's still a lot of illegal activity happening, especially with gangs and it 's potentially the wrong message to send in, some, in to certain communities and i hate to di- I hate to uh, to distinguish between uh, you know, cl- class-wise and race-wise this way, but it's, it's just the facts.
0: Sure, sure. Well, this is gonna, we're going to find out about all this pretty quickly here because the state legislature, which is working on how to regulate, um, adjourns on May 8th. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this, DU? The University
1: of Denver is trying to choose a new mascot. Since uh, 2008, they have not had an official mascot. Uh, they've been the pioneers, the, the University of Denver... Denver Pioneers since 1925. And that's the
0: guy with the gun and the coonskin coon cap. Well, no, uh,
1: that's Boone. So, oh. so the the university has had three different mascots in the past. They they had they used to have this mascot called Pioneer Pete, which then switched to a mascot named Boone, uh, which looked like Daniel Boone, had the coonskin cap and the you know the the tasseled leather uh, jacket, uh, that sort of character. He was just sort of a big smiling dude. Uh, and then they decided in 1998 uh, that Boone was offensive uh, wow. to some people because Daniel Boone was kind of a bastard um, mm. as as an individual in history. Uh, he was not not kind to Native people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like they,
0: so many of the people that we hold hold up as heroes in our exactly exactly. History. So so
1: they cut him out. They 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 killed him off in 1998, and they replaced him with the douchiest eagle mascot named ruckus ruckus <laughs> ruckus the eagle and ruckus was the mascot for 10 years uh, until people said fuck ruckus we don't like this mascot and in 2008 he stopped after 2008 boone started reappearing at sporting events uh and without any sort of endorsement from the university without any sort of uh, okay or official stamp of approval on the process. So it's now come to a head where people, the students in general, uh, want Boone to come back. They They love They loved Boone. Uh, And for a lot of the alumni, Boone was the mascot, so they think Boone is a big deal. Um, So now the university is trying to choose, yet again, another mascot. They're, They're going through this big, crazy process. So I guess the first question is... Who cares? Like, the, you know, we have these mascots that are offensive to all sorts of people. Is it really that big a fucking deal? Why can't they bring back Boone?
0: Vanessa, do you feel sensitive about Boone? No. <laughs> <laughs> would you be offended if they brought back Boone?
2: I, I mean, I'm sure. It, I, I, I don't know. I, I might. Boone is I not Daniel Boone. No.
0: You know, I mean, it's basically like I would. I, I mean, any pioneer probably did some fucked up shit. So. <laughs> It's like pioneers, period. Like gold miners. I'm sure they were awful. What
2: well, can we change the I mean the I the think they should change him? it to I a dove. A dove?
0: Yes. I think the mascot <laughs> should <dove>. be a dove. It's <laughs> well, you as know, a as an olive branch to all the people offended by Boone. You make it a dove. It goes it from just an eagle to a doves. dove.
1: Well, and you know, DU does have the, you know, peace jam. Is this major yes. thing they do right. with all the Nobel Peace Laureates? I- Josh, by Jove, I think you have it. They should be the Doves, the it's pioneer, the pioneer do- the, uh, the University Daniel of Daniel Eagle Doves, Daniel Doves, the Daniels Doves. Uh, yeah, see, I don't know. I mean, I think the the easy solution is this is a nondescript character in a coonskin cap. Just change the name and keep the master. There on. you go. That's the easy yeah. solution. Bob. I don't, Bob, Bob the Pioneer. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't understand why it's a big deal, and. Really, the part that's driving me nuts about this is because I'm an alumni. My wife used to work there. And so we get these emails. And it's like there's some master's, there's some MBA student at DU right now that this is their graduate thesis project. And we get these long fucking emails about the selection process and how they're going to have public hearings to discuss it. And we're going to do one-on-one interviews with students and alumni. And into a waste in- of time. It's turning into – do you guys remember when Metro State decided they wanted to change their name? Yeah. That is what's going on right now. It is this giant, stupid, bureaucratic bullshit. Let's, let's have a committee, a, a steering committee decide the mascot for a school.
2: Because that's how universities work. And it's no matter if they're public or private, they still have to be bureaucratic. So here's my here, – here's what I would do. Hire Rocky – for consulting (laughs) (laughs) because he's the best goddamn mascot on the planet.
0: He is. He's really pretty good. And
2: really let Rocky let Rocky pick three and then just have a poll on Facebook. Done.
1: Yeah. No, that is completely ruining this email here. No, we have to have, we have, to have the research and design support for this development is being staffed and marketed by his mascot and design professionals who assist our mascot steering committee. As an extension of the student task force that was formed in January, the mascot steering committee was formed this week and consists of alumni from several generations. Shut faculty up. Stop it. Yeah, right? God. Yeah, it's so awful. It's so, it sucks. It's ridiculous. Do you think... Think, so what are some of the greatest mascots uh, of any university mascots that you can think of? Like, for, because I'm married Shockers to... because of the name. The Shockers because of the name. Yeah, the, the Shockers the witch in the hand thing? The Wichit, no, no, as a, shock, <laughs> as a shock of wheat, but they do have foam hands that look like that. No, the, the Wichita State Shockers. My wife is from right outside of Wichita, so I know the Shockers. I was also a little shocked the shockers
0: you know you know uh david letterman featured the uh fort collins mascot as like uh, fort collins high uh, years ago as the stupidest mascot in america and and similarly they didn't have a mascot and they let the students pick it so the students picked the impala and they met the car <laughs> right they wanted the car impala to be their mascot which doesn't work i mean that's like you mean it, Fort Collins High School? Yes. <laughs> so now they are, there, the Impalas, but the animal, not the car, but the students voted for the car. <laughs> so, I, I think maybe they, become... they should have the Cougars.
1: So <laughs> maybe, maybe. Doves and the Cougars. The Doves and the Cougars. Maybe they could have multiple mascots. Each team gets its own mascot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, you think about the, the University of Kansas Jayhawk. Or Chip, the Buffalo at CU. Right. There was no steering committee that picked that mascot. Right. There was one individual with an arti- with a drive and an artistic talent that came forth and said, "This is what we should be," and then they went with Are you it. Sure and about they- that? No, I do, know the, I do know the history. I do definitely know the history of the Jayhawk. And it was like a single student did the artwork that, that then became the mascot,
0: okay.
1: the big J. Uh, so that is absolutely how it happened. It was not a giant committee making a decision. That mascot's been around for 50 fucking years. It's an old cartoon. If, if a steering committee did the Jayhawk today, they would completely ruin it. Yeah. If the steering committee did the Buffalo today... We would wind up, I would wind up as an, an alumni, I would be a University of Colorado bison, because well, buffalo is just like biologically him, inaccurate.
0: Just a chip, you're saying poo. I mean, what's a buffalo chip? <laughs> it's poo.
2: Oh, that's really good. We need to take that to CSU. Because yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm proud to be a CSU ram. Yeah, right. I like the rams. Mm-hmm. As a mascot. So pick another, fuck. I mean, how many, we got lots of animals here in Colorado. It's true. Ptarmigan.
0: It's kind of like a dove
1: peregrine falcon yeah, the prairie dogs the, P- the prairie dogs. dog the, the, prairie the, the, the university of De- the university of denver pioneer I'm, prairie I'm, dog. i just want
2: yeah, the pioneer prairie dog the pioneer prairie go. dog we found one okay
1: the problem is that they chose pioneer as what they are and and they can't they can't come up with an image for what that is and that's where they're really stuck and that that's their own fucking mistake i think they should change that too
2: Could be a tech ceo really boring yeah right <laughs> <laughs> chip <laughs> then it could be another chip <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: computer chip yeah this is it. perfect yeah, all and right and we'll have potato chips would be like cu boulder or csu pueblo <laughs> alamosa. alamosa yes yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. T- I'm just startled how strongly you feel about this ron um, well it's because i get these goddamn right. emails all the time yeah I, well yeah. maybe unsubscribe <laughs> so, i can't unsubscribe from my
2: diploma quickly.
0: Quickly, people need to get, like stop listening and get on with their lives. Uh, love and hates this week. Let's start with Vanessa.
2: I'm going to hate on SendGrid, uh, the Boulder uh, tech stars. They're they're actually a really, uh, they've done very very well. They're um, otherwise a, a very lovable company for mm-hmm. as far as they've come. But uh, last month they fired a woman uh, who was working for them, Adria Richards, for tweeting. Um, some would say public shaming a couple of programmers at the PyCon conference, which is a Python programming conference, for making sexual jokes about uh, forking and dongling. It became uh, known as Donglegate.
0: I have no idea what either of those things are. <laughs>
2: they're, they're, it's programmer speak, and I, I don't know either. Ron can explain them to us. Regardless, the woman who uh, tweeted them was fired pretty much immediately for her actions. Now, I this is where I'm, I'm going to hate on SendGrid. I think it was too hasty of a firing. You may have come to the decision to fire her later. I read their, their reasoning for it. Um, I think it's bullshit. They could have made a much bigger statement by um, waiting a little while and being more thoughtful about this if they would have um, – uh, it, it, a statement on women in tech, which is a, a very a, a big conversation right now. Sendgrid could have been at the forefront of this and said, "You know what? This is right. We we should be calling these people out." Yeah. Uh, and they didn't. Instead, they decided to fire her. Uh, so hating on you, Sendgrid, for that. Otherwise, uh, maybe you can you can correct this somehow because you've got some influence.
1: This is so related to my love. Yeah, my my love is for Nine News Weather, uh, their their Twitter account, uh, at Nine News Weather, uh, because uh, on Tuesday night, uh, they posted a tweet that said, snow continuing and reported as reported between six to 12 inches. What's all the bitching about? That's what they said. That's what they said, and it was amazing, and it was the greatest moment in all of Twitter history, and I was (laughs) so happy. And then you know they had to go back and apologize
0: after. Why I hate apologized. But
1: but I gotta love on them for because you know I bitch about the forecast too. About
0: bullshit blizzard number two. About bullshit blizzard number
1: two, which we didn't talk about. But yeah, it was bullshit blizzard number two. I the whole city shut down for a non-blizzard. Right. At least the Weather
0: Um, Channel didn't name this one. Yeah, at least they didn't name. I, I want to make sure to point that out. It's the Weather Channel that keeps naming things and it's part of their <laughs> marketing. So, For now we're naming blizzards. No, the Weather Channel is.
1: So, so I'm going to I'm going to give I, I got to give love to 9 News Weather because they they feel more human to me. I I now now I actually think twice before I I go out and rant about the forecast. That you know, they they do. And I'm I'm happy to know that they actually respond and they notice that people are pissed off about what they're doing.
0: Yeah. I'm going I'm to love on something that's probably most people in Denver are already aware of, but I just discovered, and that is um, Bush. Oh, the Bullenbush. Fantastic, See, Welcome fantastic to my hood, place. man. Um, and South and East. particularly their man beer, which may or may not be the best IPA I've ever had.
1: And it's, it's danger. Danger beer. <laughs> yeah. It is. Did you, did you have it infused with hops? You can get it. They'll give, a,
0: they'll give you a French press. Full of beer. That's what those French presses were? They give you a
1: French press full of beer, and they put fresh hops in it, and then you get Uh, to...
0: I I was wondering what those French presses were. Damn straight, man. I'm going to have to do that next time.
1: Bush is a fine, fine place.
0: Well, that's all the love and hate we have for this week. If you'd like to share a little of your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at 720-282-YELL. That's 720-282-9355. Do stick around for a track that we're going to play from the Congress... It is their cover of the Impressions full for You off of their The Loft Tapes EP, which is a brilliant collection of soul covers from that um, Boulder band, um, and if you want to actually download the track, you can do so at my weekly column at heyreverb.com, steal his track is the name of the column. Our theme music is by T.J. Miller from his extended play EP and our web hosting is provided by bluechannel.com For more information about Denver Diatribe check out our website DenverDietribe.com, or search for Denver Diatribe on Twitter or Facebook. I'm Josh on behalf of my co-hosts Vanessa and Ron Thanks for listening
1: Never like nobody
0: That's been a mean to me I got a heart full of stone.